Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're momming today with Bethany Mandel. Um, a New York Post contributor, a editor of children's books, and a mom of five children under the age of eight. Oh, my goodness. Bethany, welcome to the podcast and momming with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about the baby formula shortage. That's issue number one for so many families out there. You have eight, ki- uh, eight kids. Sorry, I just gave you three more. <laughs> You're like, I could barely do five. Uh, you have five <laughs> kids, so you know, I think, a thing or two about this. Um what irks me about this situation is that we've known about the shortage, not the crisis, the shortage for months now, and yeah. now it's a crisis. Why hasn't yeah. anything been done? So, I mean, that's the magic question. So, I, I'm a columnist for Deseret News, uh, and I wrote a column probably three or four weeks ago now about this, um, and I was beat to it by Senator Jack Reed, a Democratic senator out of Rhode Island. And, um, you know, this this sort of became a perfect storm for several reasons. Uh, the supply chain crisis is one of the biggest. 46% of our formula comes from China. And uh, everything that's coming out of China is delayed for any number of reasons. Um, you know, closed docks over there, uh, trouble unloading on our end. So that's 46% of our domestic supply. Um, a full third of our uh, domestic output here uh, is care of a, a plant in Michigan, Sturgis, Michigan, from the Abbott company, and uh, it was closed down in January because there was. I thought it was suspected... February. It was. It was closed in January. It was closed in January. Yeah. So it was closed in January because of a suspected um, bacterial contamination, which actually the CDC cleared them of, and so they're ready to reopen. Um, but they haven't heard from the the FDA in a month. (laughs) They don't know when they can reopen. And um, it will take them six weeks from the day they reopen until they're able to actually get, you know, product on the shelves. So we're looking at at least six more weeks of this, and it's only going to get worse because, um, you know, what we have on the shelves is going to keep on disappearing and we're not going to really be refreshing those shelves. So it's only going to get worse unless we do something really drastic. How old is Um, is your youngest? He's 10 months old. Okay. So are you, if you don't mind me asking, are you, are you nursing? Are you using formula? Are you using both? So he only takes uh, breast milk. That's not my choice. (laughs) We should take a bottle every now and then. It would certainly make my life easier. A mom Um, of five can say that. (laughs) um, So I, I have five and I've done a, I've done, you know, 90% probably uh, breast milk over the course of our, our parenting journey. My first was totally breastfed. My second took a couple bottles in the beginning because he had a he had some nursing difficulties. It took us a little while to figure out. Um, my third is my wild card in every way. Uh, he hated nursing. He started pushing me away when he was five months old and started losing weight. And we gave him formula um, because he was losing weight and he loved it. He was like, why, why, why am I, why is this taking so long? I don't need to snuggle with you and nurse. This is ridiculous. It's a waste of 
my time. So he preferred formula and I could only nurse him um, when he was too exhausted to fight me. So like, you know, first thing in the morning and right before bed. Um, so he was, you know, mostly, mostly formula and he was happy and I was happy. My fourth was born six months before COVID. And so, um, you know, we just nursed her and it was, you know, there was no leaving her. And my fifth uh, will not take a bottle. <laughs> so he's totally nursed as well. But if he did, you'd be in a bind right now. What are you hearing yeah. from people? Um, so I literally was just on WhatsApp with one of my friends. We have like a neighborhood chat and she has severe narcolepsy. And um, and she was planning on transitioning uh, to formula pretty soon. She just had, gave birth about a month ago and uh, she wasn't able to take her medication while she was pregnant because it wasn't safe. And uh, now she's like, I, I, I have to just sort of work myself to the bone to make sure I can keep up nursing because I can't. I can't find formula and I'm scared to start relying on it right now because if I can't find it, then we're really in a, in a tough spot. And so she's choosing um, not to go back on really, really necessary medication that she hasn't been on in close to a year that she, she needs in order to sleep. So she, I mean, she has severe narcolepsy and, you know, normally you think of like, you know, you have a hard time, uh, you like you fall asleep randomly, but that's not actually her situation. She needs it to help her fall asleep. Um, so she basically hasn't slept in close to a year. Um, and so oh, I'm, I'm hearing stories like that. Uh, another woman, mother in Brooklyn, uh, her baby has a severe um, food allergy that only can take a certain kind of formula with a certain kind of thickness. Like, really, it's this or nothing. And she was down to about a half a canister. And she went just from store to store to store all over Brooklyn looking for that specific kind. So did she find it? Um, she did, yeah, but I mean, she's How? just like. Do you know at a store, or did she call like sometimes the yeah, pediatrician yeah, office I mean, has? She was, she was oh calling God. everywhere. She was like, you know, on on her way from one place to another place, and um, you know, she has relationships with some local kosher stores, and so you know, they hold stock for her whenever they oh can. But um, there's a WhatsApp group that uh, I, I'm, I'm Orthodox Jewish, and so we have sort of a really tight community in our Orthodox world. And so um, there's a WhatsApp group that's sort of here um, locally and it, it's, you know, moms helping each other out. And so everyone sort of says like, this is what I'm looking for. If anyone finds it, moms are posting if they have extra breast milk. Um, but I mean, it's, it's crazy that you're, everybody is crowdsourcing, um, finding food for their babies. And what's scary about it is that it's only going to keep on getting worse until the FDA opens this plant, because this plant is responsible for, um, the domestic output of this, like really all these specialized formulas. Um, and you know, there's, there's a lot of people, thank God who have babies who can switch from brand to brand and it's not, it's not an ideal situation. Um, but there's a lot of babies for whom that's not possible. And that's the formula. Um, that's the plant that produces those kinds of formula. Um, that's the one that's closed. I want to talk more about the crowdsourcing in a second. We're mommy today yeah. is back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back on We're Momming today talking about the formula shortage with Bethany Mandel, uh, who knows a thing or two about it because you have a lot of kids and you have a lot of friends who have a lot of kids who are going through this right now. And you were just saying you have these mom groups where you're saying, hey, if you if you find formula, please pick it up, what have you. Um, and it, it's really showing the desperation 
of parents out there, but also how groups are coming together. I've seen a lot of posts too. You know, I'll help you. I'll get you what you need. Just let just let me know. And while I think that's beautiful, I I just rem- I remember this episode right now, which we're going through. We can't feed our babies, and just so. Well, anyone listening to this probably knows this, but you have to tell someone who's who's not a mom that when a baby is under four months old, the only way to feed the baby is with breast milk or formula. There's no food. There's no water. It's it's breast milk or formula. And it's it's like that for much of the first year, but crucial in the first four months. I would say the first six months. I would argue with that. Yeah, I did six bit. months with my kids, but yeah, right. It depends on who you talk to. Um, yeah. So... We literally cannot feed our infant children because we can't find the formula they need. And the other thing is you don't just go to a store and buy any formula. It, yeah. You have to test that formula on your baby. Yeah. Um, so yeah. this it, it, it's a scary time. And I think back and I remember going around from store to store in December, January, looking for COVID tests. And I, I just feel like... This year has been about bare shelves and this scramble to get things that you really, really need. And it is downright scary because it makes you think that you're living in not the United States of America, the land of abundance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I and this happened to some extent right in the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and I I mean, I had a six month old in the beginning and I was totally nursing her, but I, I ran out and grabbed a little bit of formula because, you know, if I, I mean, this was March of 2020 and I said, if I get sick and I'm hospitalized, I want my husband to have formula yeah. on hand just in case. And not just with COVID, with anything, it's always important to have, um, to have that available um, because, you know, mom is a finite resource who might, you know, there things happen. You always want a backup um, supply period. Yeah. yeah. And you always want it in your house. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that people, don't talk about it enough because of like sort of the mommy shaming aspect. But um, so babies up to six months, almost their you know sole source of nutrition is either formula or breast milk. And by six months old, only thirty five percent of babies are still breastfed at six months old. So because mom goes best. back to work or her milk supply dwindles or she's more busy, whatever the reason. Yeah, there's so many reasons: physical, emotional, combination. Of, like there's. A plethora of reasons. I I just saw a post from a mom in North um, Northern New, uh, I'm sorry, uh, North Virginia, and uh, she's getting treated with for breast cancer, severe severe breast cancer, and she just posted as any does anyone have formula? Um, so I mean, there's any number of reasons. So what can we do uh, for these moms? What can we do to make sure that we could feed our babies? I mean, my number one piece of advice, I've been getting that question a lot, um, is to, if you see formula, to donate it to your uh, local diaper bank or to just donate money. Um, as it is, it's really, really expensive. Who do you to mean your parent. local diaper bank? I never heard of that before. Really? Oh, my God. So everywhere around the country, there's a diaper bank. And if anyone, it's like a food bank, but for diapers. Um, and so I've never um, seen this. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you just Google, I mean, I live in Washington, D.C. area. So if you just Google like D.C. diaper bank, but everyone has them, Houston, everywhere. It's like a food bank. And, um, you know, for parents 
that uh, that have a hard time affording diapers. Um, it's it's a critical resource, um, and they also I mean they have you know other donations and and the other big one is is formula. It's diapers and formula basically, and um, and I I read I think it was about a Texas diaper bank that they normally have between two hundred and three hundred canisters sort of ready to give out, and they currently have five. Um, so. It, because of inflation um, and just the general economy, the the needs of people of these diaper banks are you know increasing, and um, and formula is something that that folks really really need from these places. When we go back to this Abbott Michigan plant, which is supply, it supplies the bulk of the formula here in the U.S. too, not just specialty. Yeah. There's not many domestic producers of formula, which is something you never thought about. Now this is what we're learning. Yeah. I imagine that's a problem that we have to tackle too. Don't we need more producers? Yeah, but the problem is, uh, it's like one of the most highly. I mean, that's it's it's not it's not a problem per se, but it, it can be a problem, and it's a problem right now. It's one of the most highly regulated industries in this country for obvious um, reasons. It's your yeah, baby for obvious reasons. Yeah, and 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 a, a problem can lead to tragedy. And so, um, one example, and I use this example also just to warn people not to try to make formula at home if at all possible. Um, there was a, a formula company in Germany that was supplying kosher formula to. Israel and um, they uh, it was a soybean based formula and it had and and every formula has to have like any number of vitamins and minerals that we don't know about and but are necessary and one of those is something called thiamine and it appears naturally in soybeans and this was a soybean based uh, formula and they cooked the soybeans before making it into a powder form to put it into the formula and their quality control didn't realize that the process of cooking the soybeans killed the thiamine and so it wasn't present in the final product that lack of thiamine in the formula proved deadly for um for two babies in israel and it and it caused severe brain damage in another dozen so um it's a really complicated process and it has to be overseen really carefully well, that explains it um yeah. Yeah. And so I, I would caution people against trying to make it at home because um, there's so many different things that go into it that we don't know because we're not scientists. Um, Quite frankly, we're means, tired moms juggling many things at home. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the last that, time you baked. <laughs> I made holla just now. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I can smell it. It's wafting up here. It's okay. Well, I... I the KitchenAid is my is my friend. <laughs> I stand corrected. But, um, but the the FDA is really dropping the ball on reopening this Abbott plant. Um, they haven't communicated with the plant in a month, and the plant says they're ready to reopen. And the FDA should prioritize its reopening, and it's not. Um, so that you know that high regulation is important, but we also need to hold the regulator the regulator regulators there we go the regulators accountable for doing their job in a, a prompt and conscientious I mean, well way. aren't we? I, we now i mean maybe we should have months ago when when we knew that that plan had closed but now you're starting to see uh lawmakers say come on fda you, you need to reopen this plant you need to do something about this they are, but they haven't. And what took you know, so Jack- long? Because I actually noticed this. Not to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I noticed yeah. this a few months ago. My my daughter is over a year now, so we're on regular milk. But and I just needed you know backup milk, and she wouldn't take powdered formula. And I remember for several months. This is during the winter. 
I'd go to three or four stores, unable to find the liquid formula. Not a specific one, yeah. just a liquid formula. My husband would go, my nanny would go. We'd kind of, um, whenever we passed by a store, we would go in and, and see if they had and buy as much as we could because we were having trouble getting it. Powdered was always there, but not the liquid. And I just remember saying to myself, this seems weird because with my other children, I never had an issue getting formula, even online. Yeah. I couldn't. Amazon yeah. was often sold out. Yep. But I yep. didn't need a lot of it, so I didn't think much of it. I was like, oh, maybe I'm just hitting the stores at the wrong time, um, the supply chain. But no, that was actually something. That was the start yeah. of this crisis growing. that we're in. Yeah, and that's that's actually what led me to write my initial piece for Deseret News because I saw so many people starting to crowdsource that question in my um, in my Facebook groups and my WhatsApps that I was like, and I started Googling, and they, they, I mean, I saw like a Fox Business story, and that was about it. But the Fox Business story said, you know, we're forty percent down, and I said, how is this not a story? And so I started writing about it and talking about it, um, but I was the only one for the first couple of weeks, and I was late to it. I mean, I was doing that in April, but. Again, I told you, Senator Jack Reed, Democrat in Rhode Island, beat me to it. Um, and he wrote an open letter to the FDA saying, what are you doing? Wow. Um, and before we go, tell me about your children's books. Yeah, thank you. So they're called Heroes of Liberty and get them at heroesofliberty.com. And they're sort of a, an alternative to a lot of the books out there that um, have sort of more woke themes. And so, you know, we, we just published a book on Amy Coney Barrett and we really wanted to focus and, and amplify her motherhood. Um, we have um, our May book of the month is about Rush Limbaugh. And we just sort of focus on the the stories, the childhoods. And, you know, these are Americans that kids are not going to read about in any other children's books. And, um, you know, every single book has sort of a different uh, message. And so our John Wayne book is about sort of manhood and honor. Um, our Amy Coney Barrett book is about motherhood. Um, and it's kind of cool now because she's in the news. And so lots, it's actually our most popular book right now um, because lots of people want to tell their kids, you know, this is Amy Coney Barrett and this is what she's about. Um, we have books about Ronald Reagan and Thomas Sowell and Margaret Thatcher, and we release a book a month. Bethany, so good to have you on. Thank you so much. Fingers crossed that uh, this gets better before, you know, they're saying yeah. 10 weeks, actually. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.